Amen. Tonight we're going to turn again just to Psalm chapter 46. If you have your Bibles, if you turn to Psalm chapter 46, we're going to read the chapter. We've been looking at this for the last couple of weeks. And uh, Psalm 46, this is part three. We'll read the whole psalm together. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, and though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High God. God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Come behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Father, we pray that you would anoint us both to preach and to hear your word. Lord, we need your help. Lord, we need your unction. We need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Oh God, tonight we're asking that you would just breathe on the pages. Speak to your hearts tonight. Give help, Lord. Here in this room, Lord, I pray for your help, for your presence, for the unction. Lord, that we'd know that you're here amongst us, both here and in every home. Oh, Father, tonight we pray, Lord, use, Lord, this frail vessel, Lord, in order to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, to open your word. Lord, give us ears to hear and understand, and by your Spirit we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Tonight's title is, We Will Not Fear, Psalm chapter 46, part 3. The psalmist, we know these are great songs inspired by the Holy Spirit. These songs reveal times of trouble, times of distress, times of great joy, times of great victory, times of deliverance, times of great fear, times of fall, times of despair. But these are songs that come up from the very heart of men, a real men with real experience in the midst of some of the most awful times. They lay bare their hearts before the Lord. The Spirit of the living God has come upon them to bring an inspiration and a song burst forth by the power of the Holy Spirit on that heart out of brokenness at times, out of great victory at times. But in, in, in the midst of it all, we see that the Lord inspires these men to pen these words and these songs are songs that are delivered up unto the Lord from the depths of the being and the spirit of a man. The psalmist here singing this song, we know the context was a deep time of trouble. And he opens the, the song by saying, God is, God is my refuge. And I know it says in, in our reading, God is our refuge, but it's we, we must make it personal. It was a personal cry. It was a personal song from the depths of his being that God is my refuge, that God is my strength, that God is a very present help 
in the time of trouble. The opening verse to this great song brought, as it were, like a, a great confidence to the psalmist as he as he took, takes his eyes of the troubles, of the difficulties, of the trials, of the despair, and of the fear. And he simply looks up to God and he says, God, you are my refuge. You are my place that I can run to. And you're my place of hope. You're my strength. You're a God that, exp- that, that expresses himself and manifests himself uh, and being a very present help in a time of trouble. And this, this cry as he comes with this opening verse brought such a confidence, not in himself, not in, a, in, in himself. He's like every other man that we're frail and we're weak and, we re, and the Lord remembers that we're but dust. But the confidence that he had was when he looked to his God that he knew that there was a, a refuge, there was a strength in his God, not, not in himself or his own activity, but his, his hope was in the Lord, his strength was in the Lord, his refuge was his God, and that God was his help, his very present help, in the time of trouble. And so we see the confidence rising as he lifts himself and turns his eyes away from everything that's happening. Saints, we we need to get our eyes and our focus off the despair and and, and all 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 the despair and all the fear that's being driven toward us. We see that the whole cloud of despair coming over the nation and we we know when that's real, we're, we're not here not to, to, to hide ourselves away from the reality, but we are a people that have a hope in this world. We have a hope in these vessels. We have a, a treasure in these earth and lives. And, and so he turns away from the trouble to look up onto his God. And that's, that's when that confidence comes, when we look onto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith, when we get our eyes of ourselves and our weaknesses and the despair and when we shut off all the things and the voices that are coming into our ears, when we begin to look up to the Lord and we see that our God is on the throne, that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, that He is the Almighty God, that all power belongs to Him in heaven and on earth. And then we, we know them when He is our God, when we are when we are saved by the grace of God, that we have a confidence in God, that God is our refuge, He's my refuge, that God is my strength, that God is a very present help in trouble. We see this confidence rise. These are these are great songs. These psalms are are songs of deliverance that dispel the fears and lifted men out of the despair and out of their troubles and out of their circumstances that broke the chains of bondage when the song rose up from their heart. Hymns, as it were, that inspired men in the midst of the darkest of night that they would burst forth with a song under the power and the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And no matter where they may be, they may still have been in a prison house or in a dungeon or might have been some of the darkest nights that a nation has known. But when those songs burst forth, they were lifted as it were. They were delivered out of the sense of fear and despondency. This is what our nation is often known in times of great darkness and despair and wars and other great calamities that have come. It's a nation that's always known of those great hymns that, that would inspire us as a people. Like I was looking over some of those tremendous old hymns 
that, that, are, that are ageless in many respects, that are up to date in every way. But one of them says, O oh God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter from this stormy blast and our eternal home. When those hymns of triumph are sung, especially in a congregation setting, but when you hear the hearts that are lifted up, our God, our help in ages past, our hope, we have a hope in the midst of all the despair. He's our hope for years to come, or that other great hymn, Abide With Me. Fast falls the eventide, the darkness deepens, Lord, with me abide. When other helpers feel and comforts flee, he's the help of the helpless. Oh, abide with me. And then it, another verse says in that great hymn, I fear no foe with thee at hand to bless. Ills have no weight and tears no bitterness. Where is death's sting? Where grave thy victory? I triumph still if thou abide with me. These hymns, these songs, these psalms, written under the, I believe, under the inspiration, certainly the psalms, but these songs were inspired, certainly by the Holy Spirit, into the hearts of men. And they would begin to pen these words from the depths of their own personal experience, and God would use these great hymns. That's why they've stood the test of time. That men in the midst of darkness, in the midst of despair, in the midst of war, in the midst of, of sickness, that men would, our God, our help in ages past. And here that's the sense of the psalmist in the midst of trouble. Even as David, the psalmist in Psalm 32 he penned these words, Thou art my hiding place, Psalm 32 and verse 7. He says, Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Then he said these words, Listen, Thou shalt compass me about with the songs of deliverance. He will surround us. We are surrounded as the people of God with these great hymns and songs of deliverance. He surrounds us. The Spirit of God will inspire us in the midst of the darkest of night with the songs that bring the deliverance to the soul. You know, in the Hebrew, in the Hebrew, the word song, you know, this psalm is introduced to us in Psalm 46 as a song. But in the Hebrew, the, the word song, when, you know, when you read, <clears throat> if you read uh, music, and, and if you're able to read music, you'll when you read the notes and the and so forth and the time and everything else. But what you'll also see on that on that music sheet, the composer will often put words to try and bring an expression of how the piano has to be played. He will give us words in order to try and convey to those who are playing this music in some way what is the heart, what is the feeling of the of the song, and so. In that sense, when you look at this term song, it's a song. But then it simply means you begin to get the, the impression or the sense of what's behind what he's saying to us. How it was to be sung. How it was to, how it was to be played. So we read it, God is our refuge. And God is our strength, a very present help in trouble. And we read it as we, as we see it on the page. But when you understand in the Hebrew the song, this was a song, that word song then gives you a sense of the expression of how the, 
by the Holy Spirit, because we know as the psalmist penned the words, but this is penned under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit really is the composer of this great psalm, and he is working on the heart of a man by the power of the Holy Ghost to bring forth the expression or how the psalm, do you understand what I'm trying to convey today? Maybe not very well, but to try and get across the sense of the song, what way we're to sing the song. And so this word song in the Hebrew, it simply means an allowed, allowed for joy, a cry out to be joyful, to rejoice, to cause to sing aloud and to triumph. So all of a sudden you get a different context of how this song is to be sang, how it was to be understood, that this was to be something, that it was to be proclaimed. It was a shout, it was a joy, it was a cry aloud. It was a sense of triumph, not defeat, not despair, even though there was troubles all around them, but it was a sense that there was a bursting forth in the midst of trouble that God is our refuge and our strength and our God. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. You know, he'll surround us with those songs of deliverance, those songs uh, that bring that deliverance to that heart, regardless of what's around us, regardless of what's happening in our nation, in our land, regardless of the spirit of fear and the doubts and the clouds that are rolling in and the storms that are coming. Praise God. There's a song of deliverance for the saints of God. David, again, you read of him, one of these, uh, the, the, one of these great individuals of scriptures. The Bible says he was after the heart of God, after the God's own heart. In Psalm chapter 18 again, if you read it in the introduction uh, to, to that Psalm chapter 18 and verse 1, it says, To the chief musician, it was a psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who spake unto the Lord the words of this song. So here again we see, we know this is inspired by the Holy Spirit. And here is a song that he spake unto the Lord. And the day, what happened? When did he, when the Bible tells us here, in the day that the Lord delivered him from the hand of all, all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. So we see here that God had blessed him, prospered him. God had given him the victory. God had caused him to triumph. Thank God in Christ tonight, he's given us the victory. He's caused us to triumph in Jesus Christ. He's delivered us from our enemy, the hand of Satan. And this was a song that David, not the composer, in that respect, it was the Holy Spirit that God would convey to us the sense, the tone, the expression of what David was trying to say. And this is what he said. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. This is the time when God had delivered him from all his enemies. He says, I will love thee, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock. The Lord is my fortress. The Lord is my deliverer. The Lord is my God, my strength, in whom I will trust. He's my buckler. He's the horn of my salvation. He's my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. You're getting the sense of the song he goes on to say in that chapter 32. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, 
ye righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. So we get a sense more now of the song and the expression of what the Lord is conveying to us by the power of the Holy Spirit, how this song was delivered. It was an expression of triumph that the Lord had delivered him. He says, God is my refuge. God is my strength. He is a very present help in the time of trouble. And because of this, because of this, then he goes on at the verse 2. Because of this, this is what he says. Therefore, because of this, therefore will not we fear. Because he's my refuge. Because he's my strength. Because he's a very present help in the time of trouble. That's why we will not fear. The reason not to fear is because he is the refuge. If you know Jesus as your Savior, if you know your life is in the hand of God, if you know that you're held in the palm of Almighty God, if you know that He knows your beginning and your end, if you know that your hairs and the head are numbered, if you know every, if you know tonight that He knows the very thoughts He has toward you to give you a life and a purpose, if you know tonight that He loves you and died for you on the cross and you've given Him your heart and your life, I thank God tonight Praise the Lord, friends, that our lives are in His hands. And that's why we'll not fear. He knows the day we were born, the day we were saved, the day that we'll, that we'll go home to be with Him in glory. He is our refuge. He is our strength. And we will not fear. We will not fear. We will not fear to have a place. We will not have fear to have a place in our lives or in our hearts or in our homes. We will not have fear to come in upon us because we are the children of the Most High God. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, For God has not given us the spirit of fear. And there is a spirit of fear. The Bible mentions it here because there is one. There is a spirit of fear. He has not given us that spirit. That's not what Christ died to give us, a spirit of fear. But he's died to give us through salvation power and love and praise the Lord a sound mind there has to be something to fear in order for the Lord to say to us fear not it's real we're living in a real world we're living where there's real fear and throughout history of God's people we can turn and see times when they and then they experience fear Fear was real, but they were constantly encouraged and instructed. Do not fear. Trust in the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding. Trust Him. We remember them in Exodus chapter 14 when Pharaoh drew nigh and the hosts of his army came. The children of Israel are right up at that Red Sea and they turn around and, and they've come out of that time of, of bondage and brought Sensed as a sense of being delivered like we have been delivered. And now they come to a place where there's no way forward. But we see that Pharaoh's coming and his armies after them. And they lifted up their eyes. The Bible says in Exodus 14 that they were sore afraid. Because they looked. They were looking the wrong way. They were looking at Pharaoh's army. They were looking at, at this great plague of men that was coming towards them. And they feared sore. They were sore afraid. 
There was something to fear, but it's just that their eyes were on the wrong thing. In Exodus 14 and 13, Moses with the authority of God, that rod in his hand. Do you know what the Lord said through his servant? Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He will show you that this day for the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you'll see them no more. So we see the word of the Lord comes at a time when there was fear. There was something to be feared. But the Lord spake and said, fear not. Don't fear. They were, they were exceedingly afraid. They were sore afraid. You remember how crucial it is for faith in this day. See, it's how crucial, how important it is to have faith in these times. Faith in God. Faith in the scriptures. Faith in God's promises. Faith in what God has said in his word. Standing on the promises of God. Faith in him. Faith in God. It's important to have vision. To see in these days. Without a vision, we'll perish. We'll fall into fear. We'll fall into the spirit of the age and the spirit of fear. But to have faith in God, a vision to see him. Faith gives vision, gives sight beyond the present realm. We remember those spies that went up and who brought those reports in Numbers chapter 13. And we read there how they came to them and what they seen, what they, you know, there was two men that were seeing beyond the present realm. They seen with faith beyond what was before them. They seen a God who is the Almighty God and there's nothing impossible to Him. It wasn't that they in themselves could do it, but they knew through God they could do it. But then we read the story of the reports coming back. The people that dwell in the land are strong. The cities are walled. They're very great. The children of Anak are there. The Amalekites are there. The Hittites are there. The Jebusites are there. The Amorites are there. They dwell in the mountains. The Canaanites are there. And you go through the whole list of negativity and fear and and impossibilities. We cannot do it. It's impossible. And this was all real. There was walls. And there was great cities and they were very great. There were giants in the land. There were the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites and the Canaanites. There was all those different heights. But friends, two men looked beyond the present realm. With faith they could see and said, we are well able to go up. As actually Caleb had said in Numbers 14 and verse 9, Rebel not against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land. Fear not. Yes, there was something to fear. But as the people of God with faith in their hearts, the word of the Lord came, Fear ye not the people of the land. Joshua is about to assume after all those years, another 40 years, he's about to assume the leadership role of Israel. And Moses comes to him in Deuteronomy 31. And this is what he says, 31 and 2. I'm 120 years old this day. I can no more go out and come in. Also the Lord has said unto me, Thou shalt not go over this Jordan. And then he looks to Joshua and he says, Now Joshua, God's appointed you. I'm just paraphrasing a little bit here. And I'm passing this baton over to you, Joshua. Joshua, you're going to take this people and you're going to lead them into Jordan. Joshua's one of those spies you remember with Caleb all those 40 years previous. And I wonder for a moment, I don't know, but I wonder for a moment, because he's a man of like passions, I wonder for a moment, 40 years have passed, maybe he's a little bit 
weaker in body, a little bit older. But when he begins to consider for a moment, he remembers the giants. He remembers the walls. He remembers the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, all those different ites that dwelt in that land. And then this is what Moses said when he's looking at Joshua in the eyes. He said in Deuteronomy 31 verse 6, Joshua, be strong and of good courage. Fear not, neither be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail, nor will he forsake you. Fear not, do not be afraid. For the Lord thy God, it is he that doth go with thee. He will never fail his saints nor will he forsake us. There's a fear not for us in this day because there is something to fear, but there's a fear not from heaven because God is with us and he will not fail us and he will not forsake us. In Matthew chapter 14, we talked on it a couple of weeks ago. Peter, when he walked out on that boat, you remember, out of that boat onto that water, the Lord had already said to him, Peter, it's me. Be of good cheer. Don't be afraid. You just come. Oh, for the hour and the time and the day then that the church has a collective body. Now we just step out. Hearing the voice of the Lord, be of good cheer, it is I. Just step out of the realm of the natural. Step out of the normal. Let's step out with Jesus tonight. Don't be afraid of what people think. Don't be afraid of what men will say. But step out into the reality of God. We know when he looked at all of those waves that they were boisterous. There was something to fear. And thank God that that moment as he sunk, the Lord lifts them up. Brothers and sisters, tonight we keep our eyes on Jesus. We keep our eyes on the Lord. The Lord is going to sustain his people. The Lord is going to bring forth his bride. The Lord is going to bring forth a church triumphant. There's a time of trial. There's a time of purifying. There's a time of refining. But friends, it's through faith and by faith that we will overcome. This is our victory. In Romans 8 and 15, we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. We can't go back into the realm of the natural man, as it were. We can't go back into that bondage. You know, fear brings a bondage. That's what it does. It brings a bondage in lives. But we have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Here's the reality of the psalmist. Therefore, we will not fear. And then he says, though the earth is removed, And though the mountains are carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters roar thereof and be troubled, though the mountains are shaken with the swelling there. Think about that. This is now the context. This is what he's saying. Think of these things. Selah, consider what he's saying. Therefore, we will not fear. Then he says, here's the context. Though the earth is moved, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, Though the waters are roaring with trouble. Though the mountains are shaking. Think about it for a moment. Therefore, therefore we will not fear. Jesus said these words in John 14 verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Don't be afraid. 
There is something to fear, but Jesus says, don't be afraid. You keep your focus on the Lord. Keep your focus on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the word of God. Keep your heart before the Lord. Let the Lord do what he's doing. Let the Lord do the work. But through faith, we see beyond this present realm. Yes, the mountains will be shaken. Yes, the earth is shaken. Yes, the waters. And there's something to fear. But brothers and sisters, praise the Lord. We've got a song We've got a song that the Lord has given us, even the songs of deliverance. I want to mention a couple of things about peace. The Bible says in Colossians 3 and verse 15, Let the peace of God, let it rule, let it take authority in your hearts. The Bible says in Philippians 4 and 7, Let the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through the, through the Lord Jesus Christ. The peace of God that passes all the understanding. All the great minds of this world. All the intellect and all the opinion of this world. The peace of God will keep our hearts and our minds through Jesus Christ. And Isaiah 26 verse 3 says. Thou will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed. That word stay means is resting. Resting upon the Lord. He'll keep us in perfect peace. Have you experienced the peace in your homes? Have you experienced the peace of God, the sense of blessing? I know we have just on our home. Just experience the sense of the blessing of the Lord. Just to lean on Jesus. Just to trust Him. Just to know that He's got it all in control. Whatever's going to happen, we're not in control of those things. But I know He is in control of it all. And we're trusting in the Lord. And we have the peace of God that passes understanding. Thank God tonight that we can say truly that we can rest in him because we trust him. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. The Bible tells us clearly, to remind us again, the Bible tells us in Luke 21 and 26, that just prior, just prior to the coming of the Lord, there's going to be a very particular atmosphere that's going to fill this earth. Luke 21, 26, the Bible says, Jesus tells us, man's heart feeling them for fear. That's what's going to happen. That's what is happening. Man's hearts are feeling them for fear. For looking, looking after those things which come upon the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. I've heard it so often. Heard it and it's absolutely right. It seems at this time that everything that can be shaken is being shaken. Men's hearts are feeling them for fear. For fear. He says in Luke 21, 27, the next verse. And then, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the cloud. Power and great glory. Here's men just prior to the coming of the Lord. Their hearts are feeling them for fear. Is your heart feeling you? Maybe tonight you're listening, you're not saved. Is your heart feeling you for fear? As you see the events unfolding that's come upon the face of the earth, that's what's going to happen just prior to the coming of the Lord. Maybe tonight someone watching and you're not saved. Friend, I want to tell you tonight, you need to get right with the Lord. You need to get saved. You need to repent of your sin. You need to get on your knees wherever you are and say, Lord, would you be merciful to me? Would you save me? And lift the phone and tell someone you've done it. Contact someone. 
Tell them that you get saved. Let us know that you get saved. Men's hearts will fail them just prior to the coming of the Lord. You know, this is only the beginning, but fear, the atmosphere of fear, when they see the things happening, then they shall see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. The next verse, it says this, and when these things begun, begin to come to pass, and when these things, this is the Lord speaking, and when these things begin to come to pass, now, that's the world, their hearts are failing them, but now he's speaking to his followers, now he's speaking to us, and he says, and when these things shall begin to come to pass, this is what he tells us to do, look up, we have to look up, we have to lift up our heads. Why? Because our redemption's drawing nigh. Jesus is coming soon. So we need to look up in the midst. We need to look onto the hills for whence cometh our help. Our help cometh from the Lord. We can't be watching it all day. We're listening to it all day. We can't be seeing it all day and going through the motions of what the world are going through. We have to look up for our redemption draweth nigh. Jesus is coming again. These things will come to pass. With faith, we need to look up. With faith in our hearts to see beyond the present realm. Therefore, we will not fear. We will not fear. Psalmist says this. I'll close tonight with this psalm. If you have your Bible, Psalm Psalm 34. And verse 1 to 8. I'll read and we'll close with this psalm tonight. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. They looked on to him and were lightened. They looked on to him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, And the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Therefore will not we fear. Praise the Lord. Let's pray together. Father, tonight we pray that the peace of God would flood every soul, flood every heart, flood every home, flood every life, that it would rule our hearts, that our minds would be stayed upon Jehovah. Lord, we pray, we thank you tonight. We can truly say, what have I to dread? What have I to fear? We're leaning, we're trusting and the everlasting arms of Almighty God. Lord, I pray tonight, even if there's one that doesn't know you listening, we ask again for, Lord, for your great mercy to be shown to them, your great love, that you love them, you desire to save them. You're coming soon, but Lord, your long-suffering has extended time even to this very night that maybe one more may get saved. Oh, Father, tonight we pray, Lord, Lord, cover our homes in your precious blood. Keep us all safe. Give us faith to see. Give our eyes, Lord, that our eyes would see beyond the present realm, that our eyes would lift up, Lord, our heads would lift up. Lord, we give you thanks tonight that we do not fear. Lord, we give you praise tonight for the peace that passes understanding. Bless your word to our hearts.
We give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.